woke me up uh, and told me to turn to a word. I want you to turn with me for a moment to it in Second Samuel chapter 24. Now, this is not my message this morning because during the week the Lord laid a message on my heart for the meeting. But at half past two this morning, very clearly the Lord spoke to my soul regarding this crisis, that the, this global crisis that we're in. And I asked the Lord what he wanted to say to me and he uh, turned me to Second Samuel chapter 24. And I want you to open your Bible there and take heed to what I'm going to say for about five minutes. Second Samuel chapter 24. David coming near the end of his ministry. And uh, he rose up in pride and in rebellion against God. Uh, and he numbered the armies of Israel, which the word of God commanded him not to do. And which the ungodly Job, his second in command, told him not to do. But he went on and he done it. He went on in rebellion. And uh, he went on in idolatry. Because he was numbering the people and he was taken away from God. And he was saying to God, I have the armies and I don't need God. And... Uh, there's three sins that are being committed and partially the reason for we're in the state we're in and the nation and in the world. First one was pride. He trusted in the arm of flesh. And God says, pride and arrogance do I hate. God says, don't get your eyes on the armies. Get your eyes onto me. And then there was rebellion against the word of God and against what he was told not to do. And then there was idolatry, because he got all taken up with something other than God. Three major sins. Look at verse 15. Here's the result of it now in verse 15. And here's the result of pride and rebellion and idolatry. You see, there comes a time when God has to move. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel. Now, in just a few seconds, the Lord gave me these headings. The source of it. The source of the pestilence. The Lord sent. In Matthew 24, Jesus says there'll be earthquakes and famines and pestilences in the last days and the Lord will send them so make no mistake about it the Lord is allowing this the source of it came from God watch it again so the Lord sent the pestilence upon Israel from the morning the speed of it an unprecedented speed And then there's the season of it, from the morning even to the time appointed. 
And God has an appointed time when he will lift us. And we can wash away all we want. And we need to do these things. But there's an appointed time when God will, and he will lift it. Because this is not the tribulation. He will lift it. Then there's the size of it. From Dan even to Bathsheba. That was the full length and breadth of the land. Then there's the severity of it. Seventy thousand men were slain. The greatest number in the Old Testament ever slain with the judgment of God. But then there's the secret of it if you cast your eyes up into verse 10. And David's heart smote him after that he had numbered the people. And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done and what I have done. And now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done foolishly. The secret, my friend, of this is repentance. The secret of turning back this curse is repentance before God and submission and admission that we are all to blame. And whenever David cried this prayer of repentance and acknowledged that he was wrong, and when we acknowledge and the nation acknowledges that they've turned against God and there's no sign of it, but when they do that, then there'll be the stopping of it in verse 16. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the destroying angel had come down. And he was about to wipe them out altogether. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented of his evil and said of evil and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thy hand. And he stopped it. And he commanded the death angel to sheathe his sword. And unless the nation turns to repentance, and unless we, the people of God, turn to repentance from our pride and our rebellion and our idolatry, the plague will not be stayed. And so you can pray if you want, and you can come to the prayer meetings if you want, and you can go on the way you're doing. But there's a word from God here for all of us this morning that the plague that's in our houses and the plague that's in our land, God told me this morning, will only be stayed whenever we get down before God and say, Lord, we've sinned and get in sackcloth and ashes and cry on to the God of heaven. Now, there's three things that we must do in light of the situation. The first one is this. We need to be prayerful. That's one thing that God expects us, the people of God, to do. 
We need to be prayerful. We need to pray for one another. We need to pray for our families. We need to pray for the nation. We need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray for the vulnerable and those who uh, need our prayers in these days. The chief financial officer last Friday made the statement, the only person, and I don't think he's a Christian, I'm sure he's not, the only person I've ever heard, he said the last Friday, the markets are collapsing, we need to pray. He says, I'm not joking, I haven't heard that from the church. So the first thing we need to do is to be prayerful. Secondly, we need to be practical. That's why we have these procedures in place. We must do what we're told to do. We must do a bit. So you have to put up with these procedures and these regulations and obey the authorities and what they tell us to do. And the third thing is this, another P. We need to be, we need to proclaim. How many times have I said from this pulpit, and how many times have you heard people saying something's going to happen? We feel that something's going to happen. Well, it has happened. And many of the questions out there that the world is asking, it's amazing that the world is asking in these last days. And the Lord is going to use this He's going to use this amongst the ungodly. So they'll be asking questions. They'll be shut into their homes. They'll be out of their work. They'll not be able to get on holidays. They'll be confused. And God will use this to turn them to the Christians. And woe betide us if we don't meet the hour. Woe betide us that we don't proclaim the gospel and proclaim the truth of God's word. Proclaim and tell them this is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, that there would be pestilences. These are the beginning of sorrows. These are the birth pangs, the contraction pains, just to show us these are the start of what's going to come. This is the beginning of sorrows. He's touched the fowl, he has touched the cattle, he has touched the plagues, touched everything, and our land has been touched with so many things. This is the flesh. This is the tenth plague. This is God speaking. And some of these days, let me tell you, it'll not be very long until the church is taken out. And this is only going to be Mickey Mouse compared to what's going to happen then. You read Revelation. These are the beginning of sorrows. These are the birth pangs of what is to come. And we need to proclaim the gospel. And if there's anybody interested to come out into the open air in the middle of Dungannon with me any day, any afternoon, any morning, any night you'll find that the people out there are getting interested. But we need to meet the hour. And you see me if you want to do that. Or if you want to pray. Or if you want a half night of prayer. 
Don't let it have to come from me all the time. But this is a crisis, and this is our hour. This is our moment, and we need to seize it for God. If we don't, we'll be held accountable for it. May God help us to do. Remember, proclaim, be practical, and be prayerful.